Hey, this is Reset the Mindset Podcast. Live inside out. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Maddie. What's up, fuckies? How are we doing, everybody? <laughs> this episode is going to be about life after divorce. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to the boys in Life After Death. Uh, that was them for the song. Don't get mad at us. Yeah. Uh, let us know if we can use your music on this thing. Writing the good word. Amen. Well, here well, we go. Yeah, so the second episode. We yeah. made it through the first one. We got a lot of good feedback from everyone. And we are so grateful. Absolutely. It's just been amazing. Really appreciate everybody that's like like reached out, had conversations with me on Instagram, text messages, you know, shit like that. All that, that. stuff. Same, yeah, I had people saying like, you know, I was going through something and as soon as we heard the podcast, it was like I needed to hear that. So it's great to, you know, be able to get that kind of feedback from people. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, so, and that's what we're trying to do. So let's keep it going, people. Yeah. Episode two, life after divorce. Okay. So we are not going to touch too much on what happens, what causes our divorces uh, that's happening, but more to how to rebuild ourselves yeah. after they yeah. happen. So that being said, in the United States right now, 50% of couples divorce. That is six in the world. And then after that is 60% of all second marriages end up in divorce. 73% of third marriages end up in divorce. God damn, do you ever get it right? I guess Shit, not. Shit, it's especially it's, at the third time. You're pretty much don't even get don't damn. even get married the third time. It's, it's like a rite of passage to be yeah, an American. I'm gonna go on the limb and just say the fourth, you have like an 89%. <laughs> but uh they were saying those are all military, by the way. More than be. likely, more like probably from Fort Hood or from Bragg. Oh, God. Um top reasons for divorce. Communication, financial, intimacy issues, adultery, the too young, too soon kind of situations, and then so, substance abuse. So what was your deal? Which one? Oh, <laughs> shit. So first one, I would say too young, too soon. You know, just 20-year-old Joe just getting in the military, met a 19-year-old, 18-year-old girl, and we got married after two months of being together. Fucking cradle robber. Absolutely. <laughs> Had to get it before anyone else did. And then the second marriage, I'm going to say, is more the communication, mainly, which led to a lot of financial uh, stress. A lot of you know, a lot of financial stress will put stress on absolutely everything else in the marriage, which included intimacy issues. So mm. that was the second one. What about yours? I would say it's a, it's a combination of young and dumb. I mean, we were really really good together when we were trash. We were seeing you guys on Instagram, yeah. Yeah, we were we were living it up. I mean, we had a really good thing going, but the I, I this is something we're obviously going to touch on is I feel like the further you go on in a relationship, whether it's marriage, whether it's just a long-term relationship, you start to lose your identity in the other person, Absolutely. right? And that's exactly what I did. Yeah, you I become what they want. Yeah, like, yeah. With the military and in that marriage, I put my life on a fucking shelf. Yeah. And I just let it sit there. I wasn't who I had been for so long. And it wasn't until after the divorce that, you know, I found myself again. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, so obviously there are a lot of causes. I mean, my main cause was I was absent in the marriage for so long. I was fucking miserable with who I was, what I was doing, and so on and so forth that, you know, infidelity happened. Yeah. A lot, yeah. not so much on my part, but you know, it takes two to tango. Absolutely, so. yeah. I noticed with my first one, when I got out, I was doing a lot of 
like I said, joined the military young. I got out. It was like my first real job. Identity was nowhere to be found. I was wanting to be back in. I started drinking a lot. Um, I made a lot of bad choices. I was not. I was there physically for my kids, but I wasn't a good dad. I wasn't a good husband. I wasn't even a good person at the time. And I, I feel bad for everything that happened in that first marriage. Like I'm, I'll probably chalk it up that I just was not the greatest person. Um, but yeah, the second one, like kind of like you said, like you kind of, I put myself away and just kind of focused on what they wanted. And then I eventually got molded into exactly what they wanted in a person. And I lost myself completely. Yeah. You start to like their friends are your friends and you're doing stuff that you don't really care to Um, do. I stopped doing it for them. You know, wearing what I wanted to wear and started wearing vineyard vines and boat shoes. Oh my God. And, uh, yeah. Pencil neck prick over here. Yeah. I look like I I joined a, a yacht club. Oh, I couldn't, even, I couldn't even fucking afford a freaking aluminum John boat. It's broken. I look like it. And that was the thing, though. Like, I changed myself to be exactly what they wanted. But the moment I flipped that switch and I took back who I was, they no longer liked that anymore. Yeah, and, uh, right? So, so crazy. I mean, I didn't have that opportunity. I was, I was down in Georgia when everything unfolded. And then when I came back home, I made an ass of myself. And then before you knew it, I was deployed and gone yeah somebody else moved into my house so on so forth so yeah yeah shit happens i will say this say i don't think i understood what it meant to be a father or a husband in a relationship because and i'm not you know mom and dad sorry i have to say this uh i'm still grateful for everything that you did but you know my upbringing i basically learned like the man is supposed to just provide he doesn't have to do shit else right and for, you know, my mother's instance, it's basically the emotional and physical punching bag. You know, it's shitty. Yeah. And you get accustomed to that. You learn that subconsciously and that just becomes like the a train of you. thought. Yeah. Yeah. Process. That's what you kind of start outputting and everything. Yeah, I know. That's kind of like I didn't feel like looking back and I've told my ex and stuff that like, you know, I apologize for being crap because I was not present there. And that's why I'm trying to make up now with being you know, involved as much as possible with my kids. Like because how bad things were back then, but this is not a podcast today on how to have a successful marriage. You can use this information as hindsight 2020 for the next time, but we are not going to talk about, you know, how to have a successful marriage. We just wanted to kind of touch base to let everyone know that we've been through it. Yeah. Shared experiences, right? Like we've been down in the trenches. Yeah. We, we, We crawled our way out. And Who the fuck we are did. we to tell you yeah. what to do after divorce if we haven't gone through it painstakingly? Absolutely. Now, so. Yeah, we don't have any, you know, certificates or diplomas saying, you know, that we're specialists in this, but man, we... You don't? No. I have an what associate's degree in business. <laughs> <laughs> Supply chain and logistics. Well, yeah. So, but like I said, every experience that we're going to talk about in this podcast, every topic, I mean, this is something we've either... Both went through, or just one of us went through. Um, this one is going to be focused on how to recover once you go through this, and not st- strictly a divorce, but even long-term relationships too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going out of a bad relationship, just know, you know, this is not the end of it. Uh, no, it's never the end. Never. Never. There's never. Never. Failure. This means that you're fucking learning a lesson. You got an opportunity to grow. Yeah. If you can't take something away from a bad experience, you're doing it fucking wrong. 
right? So like, yeah, it's failed, but like now you have an understanding yeah. of what to look for, right? Exactly. And I mean, like cons. Obviously, we're gonna talk about the bad shit. Uh, first thing is once you get out of divorce, you kind of lose like you you're alone. You don't know who the fuck you are yeah, anymore. You from a full house or just a a house that you know you could hear someone walking across because you know you got your spouse and your you know significant other and stuff. Now you're the so only quiet. person. If you're not it's making so a noise, quiet. nothing makes a noise. Dude, Sunday when Stella goes to her mom's house, it is so fucking quiet here, and I hate it. It's eerie. No, it's creepy. It's absolutely eerie. Like, I don't like it. Like, I have to go do something. Like, you can crank music. Still, you have That's that. why I always have music playing. Yeah. But anyway, right? And then, uh, you know, financial is another oh. one. That is the biggest thing. Not only do separations and breakups and divorce cost a crap ton of money, even if you settle it, you know, mutually yeah. with one another. But you just split your income in half because now you have, well, if you if your significant other works and stuff or brings money to the table, but now you're going to where you can have a mortgage or a rent with, you know, bigger income to now it's split in half. And yeah, all it's your crippling. finances. Yeah, it, it's scary when you go from a big combined income to something a lot smaller, especially if you're not the breadwinner. Oh, I know it. But the other thing too is like, you have to divide those assets, right? Assets. So no matter what, and let's be completely honest. Let's Houses, take a second cars. to realize this. You know, the judicial system's understanding of fathers these days. Yeah, big fucking eye roll. That was a big eye roll for whoever's listening and not watching. Oh, let me tell you. Like, this is something I advocate for. We have women and children's homes, but no, you know, father and children's yeah. homes. No men and children's homes. And the reason that people say it is just fucking stupid. Like, not every dad is out there molesting their fucking children. Yeah. All right. But anyway, I digress. Um, But splitting those assets, and I'll tell you, if you don't fucking need it or it doesn't hold value to you, yep. let it go. When I left Shit. on my second one, the stuff I mainly took was my kids' stuff. My belongings were like thing of my books, my fly fishing gear, my clothes. Pots, pans, dishes, silverware, pictures, knickknacks, furniture. The only thing oh, I took my Traeger. Got to have the Traeger. <laughs> um, but everything else, like beds, dressers, TVs, all my kids' stuff. That's all I took. As I, I always said, I came into this world with nothing. I was brought up with nothing. I'll be fine with nothing afterwards. Yeah. And uh, that's how my mindset. If you don't really need it, just let them have it. It's one less thing you have to hash out. Yeah. The main thing is, it's just... If you have kids, focus on the kids, let everything go to the wayside. And that's another thing, right? Like, that can become brutal. Like, people will leverage their children to just get under the other individual's skin or make it worse for them. Have like Use them as a prying device. So that's, disgusting. Like, yeah. if you're if you're listening to this and that's something that you do, you really need to reevaluate your life you're and who you shit. are as a person. Sorry. You really are a piece of shit. <laughs> But, I mean, there's always upsides to this, right? I'm, I told you when you were going through the second divorce, you know, it's better to have two happy homes than one fucking shitty home. Yeah, because the kids are eventually going to feel that. Yeah. They're going to pick up on it, whether, like, they're two or they're ten or anything like that. They're going to pick up on it, and they're going to see the difference. Yeah. And then what's worse is kind of like how we kind of were brought up. It becomes a norm for them. The longer you stick with it, the more of a norm it's going to be for them. So when they get into a relationship, they're going to think that's going to be okay to do. It's and so how to be treated true. and how to treat others. It's so so 
parents, you're setting the example from day one with these kids. Mm -hmm. Everything you do, just know that it's under a huge microscope with them. And with that, I feel like that's how you lead into the next thing. Once the divorce is over with, the biggest, you know, positive that you have is self-discovery. You get to find out who uh, you are now. I mean, we regenerate as a person completely 100% every seven years. Yeah. So you think Taste buds, that. everything. So everything. everything's got to go. Yeah. So now you get to find out who the fuck you are. Yeah. And like. You got to, you get to love it. And you get to embrace it. Yeah. And explore it to the. I was so happy being miserable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Just figuring out who I was, doing the work, reading the books, being a fucking giant piece of shit again, tripping over my own feet. But hey, I know who the fuck I am now. I went and bought a pair of Crocs and I got my nose pierced. Hey. At 33 years old. Hey. Still wear them Crocs. (laughs) (laughs) That was my self-discovery. Jesus. You also get to learn like what you want in a relationship. And this is something I would advise people to do. It's. Uh, it's something that I did. So you get a piece of paper, right? And it doesn't matter how big it is. You might need a pretty big sheet of paper. Depending on who you are. I yeah. used to post a note. <laughs> I, I need one it. of those tabloids. <laughs> just fucking draw it straight down. But basically, just write down what your wants in a relationship are and what your needs are, right? Those are your non-negotiables. Gots to fucking have. And then once you write all those down... And it doesn't have to be in an order. So just write it down. Then circle the ones that are the most important, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, your your top five. Yeah. And then take an honest-to-God fucking look at this giant list that you created. Are you that person? Because if you're not, what you need to do is take the fucking time to become that person. Because, yeah. like you said on the first episode, your vibe attracts your tribe. Absolutely. So... If you're going to attract the right person, you have to be that person. Yeah. You can't ask someone else to be that person if you can't be it and back. And the other thing you can't do is ask them to fill a fucking hole. Uh, yeah, absolutely. God, that's so self-centered. Like, yeah, you're not going to make me happy. Yeah. I'm going to make myself happy, and you're going to elevate that happiness. Absolutely. Yes. So, yes. I'll get off my fucking soapbox. Also, what is that? Leopold Brothers. The American Small Batch Whiskey. So fucking good. Barreled in fall of 2019. If you haven't tried it, try it. We'll uh, we'll share it later. Thank you, sir. Sure. While we're doing that, um, what do you got for pros? Pros. What's some of those positives over there. So kind of like going on the self-worth, you know, getting the ability to rediscover yourself and focus on your self-improvement is a removal of negativity. If you are going through a separation or uh, a divorce or you know break up anything like that, there's some sort of negativity that's going on. By going through this process and stuff, you're going to be able to eliminate any source of that negativity, either it's from you and yourself, or you know you're actually your kids take them out of that environment. So you're able to just kind of create your own environment and remove all of that, and you're more control of mm-hmm. your environment now because now you don't have two people, you know. And putting in on one environment, you only have one. So mine would just be the removal of negativity. That's a good point. It goes so, back to uh first episode. Let those shit people out. Yeah. Negativity, yeah. get rid of it. You gotta keep that PMA. Mm. Mm. PMA. So yeah. PMA effect. John Joseph. Chromags, baby. Yes, sir. All right. So how do we deal with it though? Like, how do you deal with this life after divorce? All right. 
So the way I see it, and I, I kind of wrote it down, is um, you have a house. When you're going through a divorce, your house starts crumbling, right? Okay. You got to rebuild your house. Okay. The only way you're going to rebuild your house is, you know, putting in the work, right? Three little pigs. Three little pigs. You got to be all three of them pigs, though. I hate myself sometimes. I love it. <laughs> so what are you going to do? I'll tell you what you're not going to do. What oh, you should not do. Excuse the fuck out of me, but Yes, sir. First thing you're going to do is you're going to knock out. You're not going to be uh, dependent on substance. Any kind of Ooh. alcohol, uh, you know, to, even tobacco. I, mean, I would say tobacco, um, if you can, any sort of drugs, prescriptions, stuff like that. Yeah, don't you, try to numb the pain. Yeah, that feel, is. Feel your fucking emotions because they're real. And it doesn't work. It, I did it. And when one, going back to a con, is financial. Well, if you are doing substance abuse, you are fucking yourself on financially. Because I'll, I'll be completely honest. I've been an alcoholic for so long. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the divorce, I would still be an alcoholic. Oh. Yeah. Well, and now you know me. I can enjoy yeah. a fine whiskey and not oh. drink the bottom of the bottle. Yeah. You can moderate. Yes. So that would, I'd say that one. Okay. Don't seek comfort in others. Meaning, just because your girlfriend and you are broke up or you and your wife broke up, do not start chasing women to just fill that void of having someone in your bed with you at night, whether it's just you know laying there with them or mm-hmm. getting twenty toed. Get yeah, a little toe curling never hurt anybody, curling, but but pursing the blade pen, you know. You know, there's other people involved. Don't fucking break other people down because you're going through something. It's yeah, you know exactly. And then the number one, absolutely number one, is this isn't the end. Do not look for a weak exit as suicide. Yeah, don't do it. I just know. Don't. I've been down the road where I literally was just at my wit's end, and I was being pulled in multiple different directions, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this seems like it might be something good." And as like as soon as I got it in my head, I had you, I had other people and stuff reaching out and stuff. Yeah, and um, it is not the answer to any any kind of problem. Yeah, no. So absolutely number one, do not look for that. <laughs> Cannot stress that enough. Did I say number one yet? So <laughs> well, and like I said last time, like everything that you've gone through, you've lived through it up absolutely. to this point. Yeah, yeah. You will make it through that. Yeah. Just so long as you bear down. Yeah. Right? It's not gonna be easy. No, and listen, like I said before, feel your emotions. It's very fucking painful, but the pain is normal. Everybody yeah. fucking goes through. Do you through feel that. like you need to cry about something? Just let it, Bro, let it happen. I cried cry like a four year old fucking child multiple times. Yeah. No, dude, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I just did like last week about like it just still hits. Like sometimes you're just like, Whew. like, yeah, you, know, it just you have a dream and you wake up and you're like, oh, this is going to be a great day. Oh, <laughs> yes. You just have those rough days. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, and the other thing to think about is you're not moving on. You're moving through. Like John Kim says. John Kim. In single on purpose. Again, we'll share all of our books. That is an amazing book. It really is. And he kind of talks about this. Like, you're not just turning a fucking corner. You have to go through it. It's a journey. Absolutely. Right. And just invest in that. Sit down with it. Yeah. This book, that's the one I read on waiting for my flight out of Colorado Springs. I read that in one sitting at the bar. As soon as I started reading it, it's like the guy was speaking to me. Yeah. And I was like, this this motherfucker knows me. Oh. He wrote this about me. Oh. 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 So, read this one. This is a book you must read. Yeah, and the other one, if you're going to write down 
you know, what you want in a spouse, what you need in a spouse. I would recommend reading Attached. I'll share that too. Yeah. You kind of, you need to find out your attachment issues and who you are as a person and how that works in a relationship. Um, the other big thing I think that you need to have to move on is build that sense of community again. I mean, you mentioned it, Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers, I always say it. If you kind of recessed back and your relationship was like the only thing that you had to hold on as to. As your identity was the yeah, relationship. Get out. Join a community. CrossFit. Yeah. I hate the CrossFit community. That's no just offense, me because <laughs> all of the infidelity took place there. So I kind of have a disdain also, for it. doesn't make sense. I watch their workout videos. That doesn't make sense. That is not a pull up. Sorry, oh, Jesus. That, that's for, oh, that's for podcast God. episode eight. Called we anyway. Uh, you could join jujitsu. I mean, for us, we have the hard. Joined a hockey. Yeah, I joined hockey a hockey league. league. I play in two different hockey leagues and all that stuff. There are so many things out there that you can get involved in. The point is not to just sit alone. Like. Go do something. Yeah, because you're not the only person that's ever gone through a divorce that had kids or that had a house or anything like that. Take yourself out on a date. Treat yourself nice. Take myself to an olive garden. Oh, they kicked me out once because I had too many breadsticks. Yeah. They don't like them. My shit look exactly like breadsticks, you know. (laughs) I got caught stuffing them in my my sweater and they frown upon that. Uh, The other one, uh, the do. So we went through the don'ts. The don'ts are pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah. The do's, though. Exercise. Invest in yourself. This is a time to for you to become the best you. You have an opportunity. You have a clean slate. You can look back on how you were in this past relationship. Mm -hmm. And you can determine, was this you or not? And then from there, you can rebuild yourself. Start eating better. Diet. You know, work out. That you know, once again, you can join a fitness club. Hopefully, not CrossFit, but you can work out and lift weights. That is one way to better yourself. Not only are you going to just better yourself physically, but you're also going to feel better about yourself, and you're going to be doing something positive with your time instead of using that time to mope and dwell. Yeah, on own a craft. Abuse. Yes. Right. Yep. To do something, which like... leads into another one. Ooh. Learn a new hobby. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. You can learn origami stop <laughs> i mean if you're into that by all means do it do you but just say i it. just can't see i you started folding construction paper now too many paper cuts i started trying to learn german to it i i can barely speak proper english because i'm so ingrained with white trash dna Ooh. but i'm still trying to learn german shit runs thick it's like the you blood, try for blood song yeah you try learning german with a hillbilly accent does not fucking work. Oh, I can't wait for you to go to Germany and make an ass of yourself. Oh, yeah. But, you know what? I'll get a start. I'm learning Spanish, so I can go right back home to Ligonier and right <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's another one right there. Uh, so we have exercise, improve yourself. We talked about loving yourself and, you know, actually just embracing on who you are and identify yourself. Yeah. The band of brothers. Like I said, whenever you get in a relationship, that is normally the first thing to go away. Because you get involved oh, in a yeah. relationship, is you want to spend all your time and you want to focus and you want to build that house with them, and then next thing you know, like you go through an event like with me, I like I always kept pretty good, uh, you know, relationship with my buddies, talking to them and stuff. But man, when this happened, if it was not for like you and some other friends, but I don't even want to think about it. But it starts to makes you realize though how heavy you rely on them and then how much you didn't like, you know, communicate with them throughout the marriage. Yeah. So this is the time to not only 
find a new group if you need to, but also strengthen that bond that you have with your friends. Yeah. Finding new friends, though? Super creepy. We all know it is. Especially in the 21st century. Especially oh, my I went God, up to people dude. and just like, hey, I'm out of here. Like, what's up? And they're just like, like, look at me. I was like, no, I'm not trying to pick, like, pick you up. I just want to be your friend. And it is like, yeah. maybe a little both. Well, depends. Mm. Depends on how many Leopold brothers you give <laughs> Oh, man. I know. I, it's rough for me, right? Because we grew up. I've got all the friends back home where we don't talk for years. I can go back home and see them, and it's like we didn't miss a fuck. Yeah, I said pick up the phone, and it's like same hey, thing. Yeah. Right there, right. Yep. And like military friends, same kind of thing, but you know, like a good foundation of people. I really, I'd like you, Ben, and a couple other dudes around here. Yeah. And that's about it. But I mean, going back to... You don't to, need a big group. Yeah. Quality, quality over, over quantity. quantity. Hmm. Poke. Poke. God Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just went into the red on that one on the microphone. Sorry, we went hot. I'm, we're sorry, everybody. Yeah, that was we're getting too... rid of the background music. That was that. too good. Yeah, so there we go. So that's like the rebuilding your house is what I call it. You know, start out with a good foundation and focused on the foundation. Build yourself up. Become the best you. Find yourself and what you want to be. This is the perfect opportunity. And not only, there's another podcast that I listened to when I was going through this divorce. Wow. It's Order of Man. Yeah, I have some list, good shit. Yeah, Ryan Mickler runs that one. We'll put his link down there for him, his uh, podcast, Order of Man. And it's episode, Order of Man, The Do's and Don'ts of a Separation and Divorce. Uh, that's from August 13th of 2021. And he kind of goes through some of these things. And it's a quick 20-minute thing. And when I was going through my second one, I did a road trip from South Florida to Nashville just to clear my head. And I listened to that like little podcast on repeat so many times in that three-day trip. So weird, man, because I did – Rick Alexander used to have a podcast. It was like Lionheart Radio, if I remember correctly. But he's changed it so many times now. Yeah. But there was one episode that was about like a traumatic event has happened, but it is it does not define you. And I'll look it up so I can share it too. Yeah. Hopefully it's still out there. But yeah, man. And I'm, his books – Rick Alexander's books are wonderful. Burn the Couch, and I can't remember the other one, Yeah, but I'll share that as well. Yeah, I think Ryan Mickler, he's put out Sovereignty, and the yeah. Masculine Manifesto is his newest one. So I haven't got through that one, but Sovereignty Any, was amazing. Yeah, anyway, great people. Sorry, yeah. Uh, great great knowledge, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, give them a listen. Like I said, we'll put their podcast out there, but that helped me through it. Um, but when you're going through this, not only are you making yourself the best for you, you're making yourself a better person for the next person that you're going to be with. Well, Not and then that becomes a question, right? Yeah. How much time do you need? I. It's a loaded question. It's, it is. Well, because, like, I was told, like, my therapist, like, when he first met, he goes, oh, you need a year. And then we start talking, he goes, you need six months. But then I started thinking about it. When someone passes away, they always say, you know, like, Time heals everything, you know, after a couple of weeks or months or years, something like that, you will kind of grieve differently. I almost think it's personal basis. Like when you feel that, like when you're comfortable with yourself and you're comfortable being alone, then you're ready. What I, about would, you? I don't think there's a set time. Yeah, it's all about I what think, you, your internal clock. Well, I, and going back to John Kim's book, I think you need to make it like a, almost a proclamation. Like I'm going to be fucking single 
I'm going to work on myself. Yeah. Right. And I'm about to take this, this jump again too, because quite honestly, a lot of my relationships recently, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. They fizzle out real quick. But I mean, like that's because I've learned who I am, what I need and what you deserve and my boundaries. Yeah. Also, boundaries. also a big thing that I want to mention is boundaries. Mark Groves, check him out. He has a wonderful course on boundaries and talks about this all the fucking time. But the shit that I won't put up with is like passive aggressiveness. What happened to me recently. And for anybody that I've ever ghosted, which is like maybe one or two people in my entire fucking life. And I'm being generous because I honestly don't even think it's that many because dial it back. Ask yourself this question. Did you ask me a question? Did I respond within 24 hours? Yeah. Bam. But anyway, I will never do that shit. Cause that man, that's a whole new level of fuckery. Mm-hmm. I would much rather just tell you, like, look, it just, it ain't going to work. Yeah. But it's almost like, have you ever been accused of being a good communicator or not? Oh, <laughs> now we're getting into recent events, people. So, yeah. So, like I said, we kind of like talked about all that stuff. One thing that I, that, what do they always say? There's always three sides to a situation. Your Three side, sides to every story. Every story, yep. yeah. Your side, their side, and the truth. Uh, well, I love so I always, I've looked at it as, you know, there's a reason the marriage, the relationship failed. Whether you want to admit it or not, you had some part in it. And my thing is, no matter how big or small your part of it is, yeah, you still have to own something of it. Yeah. Then you need to, like, you know, localize that and then work on that. That is one thing that you can do as part of you know, improving yourself and working on yourself. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this too. Um, something to just think about and have an outlook on is relationships are meant for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Right? So the reason you might have to learn who the fuck you are and go through some terrible shit yeah. to really come out good on the other end. Sometimes it's just a summer fling. And you know what? Let it fucking fling, baby. Just yeah. make it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Enjoy the fuck out of it. Yeah. And if it's for a lifetime, invest that shit. Yeah. Right? Make it worthwhile. Be happy. Yeah. But always put yourself. It's, I, who was it? One of my buddies, Adam Leal, told me years ago. I met him when I was going to college at CSUP. When he started dating, he got on the thing and he was on Tinder, I think. It was Hell big. yeah. And he goes, Tinder is a box of broken toys. And he goes, Damn! Yeah. He said that. He said, I've been at Clear's Day. We're sitting in my apartment after my first divorce. He goes, Tender is just a box of broken toys. And because I was like, what do you want? Kind of ordeal because I'm old school. I wasn't really kicking it on yeah, apps yeah, and yeah. stuff. And he goes, first, because he just went through a divorce. He didn't have any kids or anything, but he got out of the military and had a divorce. And sorry, Adam, for putting your information on blast. But he said one thing that stuck to me, and I say it all the time. He says, I'm the price at the bottom of the Cracker Jack box now. He goes, I am always going to place myself first. I'm going to maintain what's, I'm going to stay true to myself. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm not going to lower my standards. I'm not going to manipulate myself or remold myself to fit someone else's needs. And that's something that I learned. I can't remember who said it, but it, it basically dials back down to just because you're lonely doesn't mean you should fucking settle. And I'll tell you right now. You're looking at two catches right here. I mean, yeah. shit covered in glitter. 
But anyway, we are pretty. Team. We're a fucking catch. Yeah. Um, but because of that, you know, higher standards. Like, uh, you know, I I expect a lot. I want somebody to engage me on an intellectual level. I yeah. want somebody who, you know, worries about their health as much as I do. Like I do, enjoys music yeah. as much as I do. My biggest thing is champion one another. Yeah, encouraging one another and Support. like promote. Yeah, champion supporting. Like I want someone who. Once not only like says like they love that I I play so much hockey and that it consumes the majority of my life, but they what they're like you need to do more and not only that but they want to be there for it and everything else. Yeah, so, I I want to be someone's biggest fan. Absolutely, and I want that too. Yeah, like yeah. I want to go out of my way to make T-shirts. Yeah, you know what I mean. For a uh, I don't I don't softball team. Yeah, it's I don't like, give hey, a fuck what it's for. Yeah, I just want to cheer them on. My girlfriend. It's my girl. Lover, I'm with stupid. You I'm know. with James <laughs> fucking shirts. Lover. Well, any uh, any closing closing words, alibis, anything of that nature? We're trying to keep it short. Yeah, the last one was a little bit long because we didn't know what we we're doing. Um, I would say honestly, like I said, this is not the end. This is a beginning for growth and improvement. And so when you're going through this, I know it sucks. You're going to go through these rough patches, and you're gonna. You're going to have mornings you're going to wake up and you just don't want to wake up or you want to lay in bed. However, the day is a new day. Take it and use it as an opportunity to say, this is who I used to be. Here's how I want to be. Focus on that. If you need to write down on everything that like, this is who I want to be, write it down on your mirror every morning in the bathroom. Wow. When you're brushing your teeth, shaving, doing all that stuff, you look at it and say, this is my vision board of who I want to be. Yeah. This is who I feel like I want yep. to be. Spend every day working on that. And then, that's then, that's something we both do, right? Absolutely. Like I have yeah. shit in I started a marker on my mirror. Yep. Yeah. I've I've known people that have sticky notes on their mirror. I have a whiteboard in my bedroom yeah. for all my daily tasks, right? Absolutely. Like you gotta get real with yourself. Dial it down. Put it in your face. That's, yeah. yeah. And look, nothing is perfect and good is yep. as good as gold. Yep. Like you if you're going to be successful at the big things, you got to work on the small things. Yeah. So once you write that list down of, you know, who you want and who you need. Absolutely. And you want to become those, dial that down and like, how do I become that person? Okay, I've never fucking worked out before. So maybe I get to the gym once, twice a week. Yes. Right? Maybe and that steps. becomes the fucking norm. Yeah. Do maybe the steps. small things yeah. in detail. Yeah. And work on yourself. And be, you know what? Be fucking miserable. Feel the pain. Let Go it, yeah. fucking through it. Because it's all right to feel, it's all right to you know months, even a year after to kind of feel that like little sadness or yeah. even if you want to feel happy and you want to be happy about you know the situation, feel it. Let it. Don't deprive yourself of the emotion or the moment. No. Whatever it presents you. Yeah. Being happy and being sad are the same thing. Yeah. It's you dial it back. It's an emotion, yep. and you deserve to feel all yeah, of it. Absolutely. So, you know, you might not enjoy it as much. But it can suck. It does Taking days off of work. Suck. I've Whoa, been a recluse. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes it That's, sucks. I feel, my, feel myself with work when I'm fucking oh, in it. No. I'm, just fucking I'm emotional. I know you I'm are. I'm sensitive. And I'm a crusty old piece of shit. <laughs> just miserable <laughs> as fuck all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of what I would leave you with. Uh taking it back to what I said before, never fucking settle. Never if settle. they're not 
who you see yourself for a lifetime. Yeah. Right? Let it, you know, do what you need to do. I'm not, I'm not saying don't do the work and don't invest in a relationship. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. What I'm saying is if you're hitting a non-negotiable and they're not willing to compromise yeah. and work with you and be a part of the fucking team, that's not a team I want to be on. Yeah. Yeah, because I will honestly say there's this kind of mindset is new to this dating world. They're, I've noticed that they're not uh, the people like I've talked to and stuff and girls I went on dates with, when you kind of set this stuff in front of them, it's almost like they're not ready for it. Well, I mean, the market is oversaturated. We're in a surplus. You've got fucking tender. Interest rates are fucking high. You've got plenty of fish, like all this fucking shit. It's very easy for me to be like, oh, uh, I just need to find somebody with a beard. You're not working. Uh, Left, 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 right. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And they'll settle for that facade. Dial it back. This episode is about life after divorce. Work on your fucking self. You are the prize at the yeah. bottom of the Cracker Jack box. Mm, yeah, baby. It's a sticker pack. Yeah. <laughs> Still fucking good. You get to the bottom of that fucking thing and you're like, you know what? I used to get a whistle or a kazoo. Now it's a- All those cavities. Yeah. It's worth it. Still dealing with it. Well, this has been Reset the Mindset Podcast. Live inside out. Have a good one, boys. Cheers.